0: are glad that you're here. And I mentioned uh, the topic uh, assurance, assurance, and uh, I think it'll maybe in with the song there. And I want to mention the fact that one of the greatest uh, tools or devices that the devil uses against God's children is the tool of doubt, doubt. And so uh, I just want to maybe help in that area today because uh, assurance is going to bring confidence, and if you're assured of something, that's going to push doubt. You, you, you can't be assured of something and doubt it at the same time, if that makes sense. So if you're fully assured of something, then that pushes the doubt away. And so I want to help us with that. There's a verse of Scripture that I want to look at for our text verse. It's in 1 John 3. 1 John chapter 3. And verses 19 and 20, we're going to read through there. First John chapter 3. Now, if you don't have a Bible, we have the Scriptures on the screen. It's exactly what I'll be reading to you. But if you have a Bible, I certainly encourage you to open it up and read for yourself out of the Word of God. But First John chapter 3, look at verse number 19. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before Him. For if our heart condemn us, I notice this, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. So I want to speak on the on the subject of assurance today. And I want to take these scriptures and some others and show us how we can be assured in the very things of God. And let's pray. Father in heaven, well, what a what a blessed privilege it is to come to your house today. And Lord, I thank you for this good crowd that you've given us. We have several visitors here today, and our hearts are thrilled about that. Lord, we have some church people uh, that uh, have, have, have felt led to, to come back inside today, and I thank, I thank you for that. And, Lord, uh, whether they're on the inside or outside, Lord, I, I just thank you for those that are, are willing to uh, to come to your house and to uh, worship you in spirit and truth. And so, Lord, I pray that this time will not be in vain, but, Lord, may you speak to our hearts. We thank you for the spirit that we already feel Lord, I pray that that spirit will speak to us, convict us, challenge us, change us, Lord, and make us to be better people for you. And I pray if there is one here that does not know you as their personal Savior, Lord, that the Holy Ghost would do a work in their life today to bring them to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Lord, forgive me where I've failed thee. Empower me now, Lord, to share the words and the message you have on my heart to give to the people today. For we ask these blessings in Christ's name. Amen. Let me... uh, preface this by saying I'm not trying to make anybody doubt what they already are or anything like that. This is not a message uh, to to try to if you're if you're saved and a child of God, I can't take that away from you. Matter of fact, the devil can't take that away from you. Uh, Your salvation is eternal. Now, as far as a relationship with the Lord, sometimes we get off the path. And I mean, we don't live like we should. We don't do the things that we should do. And we get off the path and we don't feel that connection to God like we once did. Now, once you become a child of God, dear friend, I want to I help you with something today. You will forever be a child of God. Now, when we have children, some of you have been blessed to have children. Some of you then went to grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and so forth and so on. But when we have our children, I will say this. My children are here today, and they don't always do what I want them to do. Sometimes they make decisions that I don't like. Decision maybe against my uh, order of of, of rules or whatever. But, you know, just because they do something I don't like doesn't mean they're not my children anymore. They're still my children. But now there's a relationship that can get out of sorts. Uh, You understand? There's there's some some brokenness that can happen, uh, you know, and and then there's a restoration that takes place. But the devil, I want to preface all this because I'm not trying to make anybody doubt anything. I want to help you with assurance. The devil, listen to me, cannot... Take away what God has given you. Your salvation is sealed and, and secure. Now, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse number 14, the Bible tells us this. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it that men should fear Before him, one of the things that will help so many believers, especially young Christians, when I say young, I'm not talking about age. I'm talking about maybe people that haven't been saved very long. One of the things that will help you to get firm and planted is to recognize the fact that the devil can't take away that which God has given you. It will help you when you realize that salvation is an act of God, not an act of yourself. It's an act of God. Uh, He saves us. He keeps us. He did all the work. All we if there was anything we had to do, it would be to put our faith in him. Uh, there's a lot of people that teach that, you, you know, you're, you're saved by grace, but kept through works. Listen, I'm going gonna, gonna to tell you, OK, I'm going to confess today. If I had to work my way to heaven, I'd never get there. Amen. I fall short of God's goodness and grace every day. So my salvation is not based on me. It's based upon him. OK, I am sealed. Uh, the Bible will tell us that I'll look at that in just a moment. God wants you to know that you are saved and therefore you can have confidence in God. Uh, when I talk to people sometimes that are new Christians, uh, they, they feel like maybe they're, you know, they haven't been living like they should. You know, they don't come to church like they should. Or they, can't, they don't read their Bible. And, they say, you know, I don't, I don't feel like I'm saved anymore. Well, let me ask you, Uh If you quit walking in the ways of God and quit doing what God wants you to do, are you going to feel saved? Salvation is more than a feeling. Amen. Now, there's nothing wrong with feeling, but salvation is more than a feeling. And There's a lot of people that base their religious experience simply on feelings. Uh, God, he he goes deeper than feelings. I want it because feelings Change. Sometimes things are going well in life. Sometimes things are not going so well. And your feelings are going to change based on your situation. So just because you don't feel saved doesn't mean that you're not saved. And I'm not trying to confuse anybody. I'm trying to help you today. I want you to be planted and firm in what you know. Because the more you are assured, the more confidence you can have. Then you can serve God the way He wants. You can't serve God faithfully and fully if you're full of doubt, Amen. if you're questioning things as far as yourself. No, no, no. He you, you doesn't want you to be that way. Now, in our verse that we read in verse number 9, uh, when we read uh, 1 John chapter 3, I want you to notice uh, uh, through there, 1 John chapter 3, verse number, uh, I think I'm right. Am I? 1 John 19, 19, not verse 9, 19. Uh, notice what he says. Hereby we think. Hereby we... No. We know. Uh, what do you know? Well, we know that we are the truth and we shall assure our hearts before Him. There's two words know and assure, those are words of confidence. Those are words that plant you down firmly. Now I'm gonna give you the I'm gonna give you just a few resources today on how you can know and how you can be assured of these things, okay? Because there's things listed here. I want to mention them to you. But notice here uh, that, that if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart knoweth all things. I mentioned there's gonna be times where you don't feel saved. For if our heart condemns. God is greater than our heart. So I'm not going to place my eternal destiny in my feelings. Because I'm not always going to feel it. But God is greater than even what I feel. God's greater than my heart. Okay, so I want to help you. Let me give you just some resources today. Because I know how the devil is. I know he, he tries to distract us. He tries to, to take our eyes off the prize that the Lord has for us. He tries to, he, listen, we're getting into a time, uh, and I'm so glad, I look out and I see so many of you. Uh, I see visitors, I see people that are, have, have taken a step to come back inside, and, and praise the Lord for that. But I want you to know that no matter how hard we try to serve God, the devil is always, and I don't care how faithful you've been to the house of God through the years, the devil is always looking to try to get you off track. Always. There's no one exempt from the youngest to the oldest. The devil is always looking to try to get us off the path. So I want to help us to be firm and and secure and have assurance in who we are and what we are. OK, because I, I know that battle, I know that struggle. I know that, that God wants us to be firm and planted in His will for our lives. So let me give you just some resources that we can use today and that will bring, hopefully for you, if you're struggling, to bring some assurance. Let me give you one of the resources. Number one, one of the resources that we have to help us be assured of who we are and what we are is the Bible. Whoa, that's very very profound. The Bible. Now, let me, let me just... The very little of this you'll read is how very little you're going to feel assured and confident. But the more of the word of God that you ingest and take in. I mean, even like just the very scriptures we read this morning. That we can know the truth and we can be assured of. Here is the truth right here. This is truth. This book, the word of God, is truth. This is the very foundation of our Christian life. If I want to be assured and I want to be a, in, in confidence of who I am, if I want to have that no-so mentality, I need to know this book. Amen. There are too many people out there, and the Bible tells us in Ephesians not to change with every wind of doctrine because there are false prophets out there that want to to sway and to pull people. And Listen, you can take, we know this, right? That 99% truth is still not 100% truth. There's people that can take verses, and oh, in the explanation of the verses, or their exposition of it, they might give you ninety-nine percent truth of the verses, but it's that one percent. That one percent. You see, I want to have the full truth. I, I want it full. I want it. Full. I want to be fully persuaded. I want to know. What the Bible says, I, I don't I don't need somebody to try to twist the scriptures and change the words and this, that, and this. I want to know what the Bible says, because that's how I'm going to live my life based upon the word of God. OK, now we can have that assurance in John, chapter eight, verse number 32, John, chapter eight, and verse number 32, Jesus said this, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. You want to be free from doubts. Know the truth. If you want to have that assurance, know the truth. If you believe the record of the Bible, you're going to be made free. Jesus said that. You know the truth is the truth is going to set you free. One of the areas of freedom to be enjoyed by the child of God is freedom from doubt. Doubt. There are so many people living in doubt right now. And I realize there's different circumstances that cause doubt. I realize that, but I I want to just as far as us as Christians and knowing who we are, I, I want to have that that freedom from doubt. I may doubt myself at times, but if I take God at his word, then all doubts have to flee. Let me say it again. I may doubt myself sometimes, but if I take God at his word, then all doubts have to flee. Let me go back to don't rest your don't place your stock in your feelings. Place your stock in the Word of God. That's what's going to make you free from doubt. The truth. Now, I say that because our salvation is founded in the Word of God. Okay? Everything about salvation should be founded in God's Word. Now, when I do that, when I take God at His Word, then I can have blessed assurance that not even the devil can shake. Because God said it, it's settled, and it's true. Okay? So... When you placed your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, there was workings of the Holy Ghost. The, the Holy Spirit what draws us to Christ. Matter of fact, Jesus said that, that, that the Holy Spirit was going to point everybody to Him. Okay, the, the Holy Ghost. And I, listen, you're sitting in a Baptist church this morning. So don't let, when I start saying Holy Ghost, don't let that scare you half to death. Good night, man. People look at me like a calf looking at a new gate. I mean, you, you're supposed to be full of the Holy Ghost. Uh, Yes uh, We're talking about God the Father God the Son, God the Holy Spirit You can read 1 John, it tells us there are three that bear record in heaven The Father, Son, and the Word Talking about the Spirit And and when we we look at these things The Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit is given to us And I'll talk about that in a moment But I want us to know, it's that truth That's given by God I've I've been saved based upon God's Word Not based upon myself Not based upon myself The Holy Spirit was used by God to convict me and to bring me to where I needed to be emotionally, where I needed to be uh, in my faith, to, to recognize who I was, which is I was a sinner and I was on my way to hell. And the only hope that I had, the only hope that I had was to turn to Jesus Christ in faith and repentance and trust him and what he did on the cross. Now, what if we had to come to church every week to go to heaven? That'd be a lot of people wouldn't be going to heaven. Huh? I'm glad it's not my works that get me into heaven. Listen, I I don't come to church just to get to heaven. No, I I, I work for the Lord because I am saved, not to be saved. It's that new spirit. It's that that Holy Ghost, that, that new creation inside of me that prompts me to work for the Lord. Amen. Now, are y'all, are y'all following y'all, y'all follow me and understand what I'm saying, right? I'm not saying don't come to church. I'm just saying, uh, you know, we, we become so judgmental that, okay, well, they, they're, not, they're not going to heaven. They don't even come to church. Now, I want to tell you how I grew up, okay? And some of y'all may understand this. Maybe the older congregation don't understand. And here's, listen, I heard that, Brother Clayton, you may understand this. This is, I, I grew up under the, this kind of preaching, what I'm about to say right now. The old timers believe this, that what you had for salvation, what you claimed as salvation for yourself, if it wasn't enough to get you to church, it wasn't going to get you to heaven. Huh? But I, that, I cut my teeth on that. And uh listen, I do believe there ought to be a desire to be in God's house with his people. The Bible teaches us that, but if we place all our stock uh, uh well, whoever's going to heaven to be the one sitting on church pew, I, I I'm afraid today that hell's full of people that sat on the church pew. Amen. And then when we get to heaven and find out who's there, we're going to scratch our heads. Well, how the world they get here? They got there the same way you did by the cross of Calvary. Don't put stock and don't put your eternal destiny in your works or feelings. Put it in what the Word of God says. So I have the assurance of the Bible. The Bible is the foundation upon which our faith is based. Okay? Uh, I don't care who you are or what kind of church you go to this morning. You can go to any kind of denomination, whatever. You need to make sure that their doctrinal statement and everything is based upon the Word of God. Because what I've come to find out, there's people that write their own doctrinal statements. Amen? I want to go somewhere where the Bible is, is, is the foundation of truth. It's the principle of what which we stand. Uh, it's our, our order of practice. We do everything according to the Bible. And when you do that, that casts and removes all doubt. Okay, Our system of order, how we operate, how we believe is based upon the Bible. Okay, You know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Now, how much, how much of the Bible are you reading? Because you're not going to feel really assured if you're not taking in God's Word. Let me give you another one. Now, I mentioned about the Holy Spirit a while ago. Not only do we have the assurance, the resource of the Bible, but we also have the resource of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, or the, what the Bible describes as the inner witness. That's an assurance that we can have uh, in the Lord. Now, let me read uh, some scriptures for you. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 2 Corinthians chapter number 1, if you look at... Uh, verse number twenty-two. Now notice what, what the Bible says, talking about the Holy Spirit who hath sealed us, who hath also sealed us, and given the earnest of the of the Spirit in our hearts. Now notice this: uh, when, at salvation, notice we've been sealed, and and notice this term. The earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. Okay, we're talking about when you got saved, there there was a purchase price that was made, there was redemption. Okay, now the earnest. You ever heard of a like somebody puts down earnest money? You ever heard that before? You know, I'm gonna put some earnest money. Maybe when you buy a house, whatever, you put down some earnest money. This is the same analogy here in this scripture. Notice what the earnest deposit on us is. You see that we have been given the earnest of the spirit. In our hearts, God, listen, when Jesus ascended back to heaven, he said, I'm not going to leave you uh, comfortless. We talked about that before. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And that is the earnest. That's the earnest payment. Uh, When you when the Lord comes back or, or whether you go by the grave or through the rapture, it's this what this right here is what's going to get you to heaven. That earnest in the heart. That Holy Spirit that's given by God. I think about that because at the moment of your salvation, the Holy Ghost of God took residence in your heart and life. Now, there's other, I, there's a lot of verses we can go through. I remember uh, uh, the parable of, of the, uh, the, the virgin, the ten virgins. Remember, they had to have their lamps, but, but the lamps had to have the oil in the lamp. Now, oil was the representation of the Holy Ghost. You could you could have the the vessel of things. Listen, you could sit on church pew and look pretty and and all that kind of thing. You can be here every Sunday, but if you don't have it on the inside, when the Lord returns, you're not going. Yeah. And that is the inner witness of the Holy Ghost. That's the oil. That's what he's talking. About, the earnest of the Spirit. And then we'll read in First John chapter five. 1 John chapter five. If you'll look there. Notice with me in verse number, verse number 6. And, and this is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit, notice the capital S that beareth witness because the Spirit is what? Truth. Now, you go down to verse number 10. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave of his son. Now we see here that the Holy Spirit notice that he uh, that's been given to us uh, he's the earnest uh, uh, payment, if you will. It is the Spirit that beareth witness because the Spirit is true. Who is he bearing witness with? Us. If you've been saved by the grace of God. Now, he said, if you believe on the Son of God, verse 10, He hath the witness in Himself. These verses, they they work together. They corroborate each other. When you get saved by the grace of God, there is a Holy Spirit. I have the assurance... Not only of the Word of God as a resource, but also have the assurance of that inner witness, that Holy Ghost of God. At the moment of salvation, that Holy Spirit moved in. Uh, There's a a lot of people that might, might get a little mixed up on all that, but He is the seal of our salvation and He indwells us. There's a lot of people that, 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 that preach about second blessings, this, that, and the other. Listen, if you got, if you listen to any of that, I'm not trying to condemn you this morning, but I want you to know, uh, dear friend, when you got saved by the grace of God, the Holy Spirit, uh, listen, God didn't put you on a six-month trial and see if it, all of a sudden you get better and better and then we're going to send you the Holy Ghost. No, no, no. When you got saved, dear friend, the Holy Spirit took residence in your life immediately. But here's what happens. Let me help you. You know, the Bible says uh, uh, be filled with the Spirit. Well, it does. And I, I agree 100% with that. But the only way that the Holy Spirit can be full inside of us is that we've got to empty ourselves of ourselves so that the Holy Spirit can lead us and guide us. There's too many of us as Christians, by the way, that are leading and guiding our own selves by our own flesh. And I can't be led by the Spirit if I'm leading my own self in the flesh. I've got to empty myself. Uh, when we give the invitation, and sometimes people come. You don't, you don't have to come to the altar. I realize that. You're praying a pew. But what, what I like to see and what I like to know in my heart, that I have emptied myself of myself because myself is not going to do what God wants me to do. And I empty myself. And I release my worldly desires in my flesh. And I say, Lord, Lord, take more of me. Listen, it, it, we, we think, man, we've got to get more of the Spirit, more of the Spirit. You've got the Spirit. The Spirit needs to get more of you, dear friend. And the more we're led by the Spirit, the more we're going to have the assurance of that inner witness. I'm going to tell you, I'm never alone, dear friend. I have someone who speaks to me. I have someone who convicts me. I have someone who comforts me. I have someone who guides me. I have someone who communes with me. Listen, that Holy Spirit, He doesn't leave me. He's there. And He's going to be there. The Lord's going to call us out of here one day. The Holy Spirit, He'll never lead you contrary to the Word of God. There's so many people say, well, I felt led to do this. Well, if it goes against the Bible, you might have felt led, but it wasn't the, it wasn't the Holy Spirit leading you. Huh? The Holy Spirit never goes contrary to the word of God. OK, so I have the assurance of the Holy Spirit. There's so many verses on that. I'm condensing things for you today to keep it simplified. If you if you are saved, you have the Holy Spirit. The more you yield to him, the more he's going to reveal himself to you. OK, then this next thing we have. I want to mention this this morning. As we have the assurance of faith. The assurance of faith. Now I know that's a simplistic statement. But I think about what Paul said in 2 Timothy Timothy chapter 1. I want to tell you a little bit about faith. Okay? Based upon what Paul told Timothy. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12. Apostle Paul said this. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. Now notice this. For I know. Whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Look at what that verse says. He says, I know, I know. Those two words could literally change your life today. I know. I'm not saying you're going to know everything about the Bible. I'm, 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 listen, there's some of us been saved a long time. We still don't know everything about the Bible. I'm talking about the daily foundation of which we have to live our life and try to serve the Lord the best we can. If we just could get those two words, I know. Number one, you need to know that you're saved. There's not there's not an excuse for anybody sitting in here or sitting outside. There's not an excuse. For you to leave this property without knowing that you're a child of God. Okay, you can know that today. Now, now notice what Paul says. I know whom. Whom. Not what I believe. But I know whom I have believed. Not that I, I, I am believing. But I believe. I know whom I have believed. Notice persuaded that he... Not me. Persuaded that he, not me. Notice that salvation is faith in a person, not in a system, not in ourselves. And that person, dear friend, is the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said, I know whom, not what, because the whats can change. Yes, the whats can change. But the whom, the Lord Jesus Christ, he never changes. I am the Lord. I change not. Now, what's... You know what what's are? They're circumstances. Our circumstances in 2020 changed quite a bit. But you know something? The gospel never changed. There's been people been saved, even though the circumstances changed. That doctrine, that faith, it never changed. The gospel never changed. I know whom I have believed. Salvation is is faith in a person. He gave his life on the cross. He was buried. He rose again according to the scriptures for our justification. Look with me another verse, would you? And I'm, I'm don't turn me off yet. Give me two more minutes, okay? First Peter, chapter one. 1 Peter, chapter one. And I want you to notice a verse here. First Peter, chapter one. Look at verse number five, please. First Peter, chapter one, and verse number five. Who are kept by the power of God through doing good works, through memorizing the scriptures, to come into the church, to give baptism. No, they're kept by the power of God. Notice this, through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Now I want you to notice here, what is it that makes us assured we're kept? Not by our own works, but by the power of God. Notice, it's faith unto salvation. Can I say this this morning? That whatever present doubt that you're going through, doesn't negate your past belief. Let me say that. Let's let's put it together. Circumstances change. The what's change. And if we lean in that way too much, we'll start doubting things. But if you've ever believed, if there's ever been a time in your life that you believe the gospel message and you believe what the scripture says and you put your faith in the Lord, notice, you're not kept by you. You're kept by the power of God. Eternal life is the only kind of life that God gives and God keeps. I want you to be assured today. When we leave out of here, number one, if you're saved, I want you to have some assurance that no matter what's going on in your life, good or bad, if you're saved and you've done what God says, you're a child of God and you're not going to lose that which God has given you. And the second thing is this. If you don't have any assurance, you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, I would personally love to take a Bible and show you personally from the Word of God, not my Word, how you can know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Let's bow our heads if you would. We're going to have a verse of invitation. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. No one's looking around. We don't want to embarrass anybody wouldn't do that. But if you're here today and God has dealt with your heart in such a manner that you feel there's a, a need to respond to His Word, can I say this, that assurance... What we just preached about. It's not trusting in yourself, it's trusting in God's Word. Because He's not going to lie, He's not going to break His promise. If you don't know the Lord, in just a moment we're going to sing, I challenge you step out. If you take the first step, God will take the rest of the steps for you. I promise you. And then if you are saved, but you've been struggling, you've had doubts. Would you pour that out to the Lord today and start taking His Word at heart and stand on His Word, not your own self. Father in Heaven, Lord, thank You for the Word. Thank You for this great crowd we have today. And I pray, Lord, I know in a crowd this size there has to be somebody here that does not know You as their personal Savior. I pray that the Holy Ghost would do that work in which He was sent to draw men unto You. May conviction ring them out this morning. May they step out. And Lord, if... There are Christians here that are struggling and, and dealing with doubt. I pray they can leave here in confidence and know that your promises are true. Bless this time for we ask it in Christ's name. Amen. As so we stand our feet.